Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 pets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good morning, I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? I want to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Welcome, everybody. Happy Saturday. It's October 24th. Hope everybody is doing well. Sitting beside me is the always beautiful, always charming Brittany Duchesne. How are you today? Good, good. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Not bad. I had a a tough uh, couple of weeks because my miniature schnauzer, who's going to be turning one year on uh, Halloween. That's why one of the reasons she's named Boo. But anyway, she just started having seizures. I know. Out of the blue, you know, and uh, we can't figure out uh, what's caused it or, you know, why, you know, she might be um, having those seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's just a wait and see game. You know, she had uh, three seizures um, about two weeks ago. They all happened within a week. So the good news is, uh, tomorrow, as of tomorrow, she will not have had one for, uh, for two weeks. So we have to see, you know, um, she has another one. Well, well, we'll probably put her on medication, unfortunately, but the good news is they've got some, uh, medication to be able to, uh, to be able to help her. Um, how was your week? It was good. It was, it was quite busy trying to get my roommate to get his girlfriend out of the house, but. Oh, your roommate. Uh huh. That would be my son. <laughs> yep, yep. He probably is not listening to this show. If I he, don't think so. If he was listening to this show, hey, get a new girlfriend. Yeah, not super opposed to that. Not, not, not super opposed to that. Okay, very good. Very good. All right. So next on the show, we're going to go into our next segment. And that sound means that it's time for Pet Talk News. And our first article comes out of Rome, and this is from October 22nd out of Reuters. Italian farmer Christian Malachi could not believe his eyes when Spellachia, one of his eight dogs, gave birth to a green-furred puppy. The tiny dog, immediately named Pistachio, was part of a five-dog litter born on October 9th, all with white fur, same color as their mum, but not Pistachio. 
Now, it's extremely rare for a dog to be born with green-colored fur. It is thought, though, that this happens when pale-colored puppies have contact with their mother's womb. Uh, there's a green pigment called biliverdin. It's the same pigment that causes the green color in bruises. However, pistachio's peculiar color won't last forever. The bright green that uh, his fur had on the day of his birth has been fading day by day, and it will continue to do so until he gets older. Uh, Malachi said that during these tough times of the coronavirus pandemic, green is the symbol of hope and luck. So maybe it was meant to be that pistachio could put a smile on people's faces. In our second article... Have you ever noticed your cat slowly closes or narrows its eyes when it's relaxing? This slow blinking may be an indicator of positive emotions in cats. New research suggests cats like it when humans blink at them, and they might blink back in response. Psychologists at the Universities of Sussex and Portsmouth conducted an experiment with 21 cats and 14 cat owners to see how cats respond to slow blinking in humans. Owners were asked to get their cat's attention and then start blinking slowly. The researchers found that the cats did more slow blinking when their owners blinked at them than when when owners were present but didn't blink. Cats in the study were more willing to approach a person who slow blinked compared to a person who kept a neutral face. Slow blinking in cats appears to be associated with positive emotions. According to the study, the new results are published in Nature. The study showed that owners can use slow blinking to communicate affection towards their cats and to strengthen their cat-human bond. So there you go. Our last article today, number three, Deputies responded to an unusual call this week uh, regarding a problem that's become too familiar to residents of one small town in Tennessee, and that is monkey attacks. Hawkins County Sheriff's deputy arrived at the Church Hill neighborhood and spoke with a woman who said her neighbor's pet monkey had jumped on her and tried to bite her in the driveway. The monkey jumped onto her car during the attack, and a deputy noted handprints that seemed consistent with a monkey. Speaking to other residents, deputies soon learned this wasn't the first time the primate had done something like this. A neighbor across the street said she was recently forced to fend the monkey off with a stick. Then the monkey snatched the makeshift weapon away from her, leapt onto her car and bolted back to its owner's house where the victim told police she could hear them scolding the animal. Residents told police this has been an ongoing issue for quite some time. Tennessee has some of the most lax laws in the country when it comes to owning a pet monkey, and it's one of the dozen states that generally doesn't require a permit. The sheriff's office said that it's working with Tennessee wildlife authorities to see if charges could be filed for a monkey running at large. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, give us a call. When we come back, we will be taking your calls. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Raised by Wolves with Canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well... We want to help you with all of your behavior problems. Call us right now. If you're in Phoenix, the number to reach is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. I want to make an announcement. Please, everybody, write this down because we have so many people that call us about dog aggression. November 7th, Saturday, Two weeks from today, Saturday, November 7th from 9 to 10 a.m., I'll be interviewing Emma Parsons, and she is a dog aggression expert, and she's the author of Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog. We're going to be going through step-by-step everything that you need to do to be able to manage, control, and rehabilitate your dogs that have aggression, whether it's aggression towards other dogs or aggression towards people. So be sure to tune in November 7th, Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. when I interview my guest, Emma Parsons, dog aggression expert and author. All right. All right. We have a handful of calls on the line right now. We have Tina, Gail, Kim, and Rose. So let's start with Tina from Tucson. All right. Tina from Tucson. Hey, Tina. Welcome to Pet Talk Hi. today. Hi. How can we help you? Thank you. Yes. Well, okay. So the situation is we moved uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I have three children, and we have two dogs, and the two dogs have gotten along beautifully since, you know, we adopted them. They're best buddies, brother, sister. Um, but we moved into a home with my partner, and he has uh, three dogs and a parrot, uh, but uh, one of the dogs is a larger shepherd. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't sure how that one would re- react to my dog. So I, I have one dog staying at a friend's for a couple of months while we try to integrate the younger dog. Her name is Taffy. Mm-hmm. And she's never been aggressive before in her life. Like, she's never attacked any other dog. She's, you know, been fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just the way that we were introduced and the stress of maybe moving. And then she left behind. You know, she's missing her partner, which that we, we, do, we visit every day. But anyway, so... What happened was um, the dog was introduced. I wasn't there, and Taffy was put on a leash out back, and the other dog was outside off leash. And I know that's not that is not how I wanted to do it. I wanted to take them to a dog park and introduce them correctly, but it's already done. It's in the past, and now we've just had to be keeping them separate mm-hmm. <laughs> for two weeks until I can. I had a, a meeting. Mm-hmm. Did you not do that right now? Um, I have a meeting at 9 a.m. on Monday with a dog person, but now it's too late because just yesterday they 
I wasn't home. And um, the dogs got out, and they had a scrap, and now the shepherd, my little Taffy, she she injured, you know, the ear. So there's like a torn ear. So we're putting, you know, I just called the vet, and we're going to get a handle on that, and, and it's okay. But, I mean, we're going to make sure it doesn't get infected. But my question is, is there any way to integrate these two dogs now, or have we totally messed them up? <laughs> well, there's a way to integrate, but here's the thing is that everybody um, – overestimates how easy it is and everybody overestimates, you know, how quickly it can happen. These things take time. And, and what you don't want to do is you don't want to throw them in together right now. Yeah. Okay. They need to experience seeing each other, being around each other, both yeah. on leash, both on leash. Okay. okay. You're managing okay. and controlling okay. them and they need to be at a distance far enough apart where they're not mm-hmm. showing any stress. And at okay. that distance, okay, because each of you has a dog, right? You and yeah. your partner. You need to be yeah. working obedience training. And yeah. while you're work, each working obedience training at that distance from each other, you oh. start, re- yeah, you start rewarding the dogs. You're doing obedience training in proximity to the dogs. But again, if they're reactive or, or they can't focus, you're too close. What needs to happen okay. is the dogs need to understand you're in control. The dogs need to understand that good things can happen and you're in control when around the other dog. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to flood them by getting them too mm-hmm. close too soon. And then internally, there's so much stress that instead yep. of desensitizing them to one another and making it a positive experience, there's more anxiety and more stress. And all aggression is based on anxiety, fear, stress. No animal goes into fight or flight unless they feel that there's a threat. Now, the other thing that you have to do, and I don't know if you heard this, you've got to listen to the show November 7th. November 7th. I just wrote that down. Yeah, it's yes. going to be a game changer for a lot Emma of Parsons. folks. Okay. Emma Parsons, click to calm. She's the author, aggression expert. We use that protocol almost to a T as well as other things at Phoenix Dog Training, my company, when we work with people with aggressive dogs. So um, it's going to be a uh, exciting time for those of us that have uh, aggressive dogs. November 7th from 9 yeah. to 10 o'clock. Make sure that you check that out. Um, the other thing that needs to happen is you need to begin the process of successfully positively muzzle conditioning your dogs. So no dogs like muzzles. I prefer wire basket muzzles. And the first thing I do for the first week or two is I start putting treats in that muzzle. So I wrap the outside of that wire basket muzzle with saran wrap. I put treats in it. I bring it close to their snout. They smell the treats. They stick their snout in that muzzle and they start eating good things. And when they do that, I say muzzle. And every time they stick their snout in that treat, because I keep presenting it over and over and over. I do that about 10 times every day. I present that muzzle with saran wrap around it, treats in it. It's like a little treat bowl. They stick their snout in there. They get that treat. Again, I'm saying muzzle, doing that 10 times a day, every day, until they get very comfortable with it. And then I go to the next step, and that's buckling the muzzle. And I say muzzle after I buckle it. Then I unbuckle it and I give a treat. Then I put it back on. I buckle it, say muzzle. I unbuckle it and give a treat. So the first two weeks, they're just eating out of that muzzle, having treats. And I'm saying muzzle when their nose goes in there. After that, I begin to get them conditioned to it being a little more snug, buckling it up. But I don't buckle it and keep it on right away. 
I need them to get comfortable with that second step. Third step is the muzzle's on. It's buckled. Now I'm going to take them for a five-minute brisk walk. Why the brisk walk? Because if they're walking and their feet are moving and we're walking briskly, they can't take those front paws and try to then pull that muzzle off of their snout. And so that's the process, and that takes about a month to go through that process with most dogs if you're going to do it the right way. So uh, because once you do actually get the dogs together and they get in very close proximity, you want to make sure there's a muzzle on. You want to make sure that you keep muzzles on these dogs for several months, and it's not until you've had several months of success are you then going to be able to take those muzzles off and have success. There's a whole lot more to it than that. I always encourage people, if they have aggression issues, please contact a professional. It's very difficult. Most professionals aren't that great at it, okay? So find somebody who's really, really qualified. If you want, you can call our company, Phoenix Dog Training. Uh, the number is 602-769-1411 or go to our website, phoenixdogtraining.com. All right, we have Kim from Sun City on the line. Hey, Kim, welcome to Pet Talk today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Do you have a question for us? I do. Um, I help run a pug rescue here in the Phoenix area, and that's how I acquired uh, my dog, Tio. Um, he came to us as a newborn. His mom rejected him, and so I bottle-raised him, and I ended up getting too attached and he's a foster fail. But um, because he is now my baby and um, I raised him, he's a brat. I mean, he's he's really bad. Um, of course he is. You I, spoiled him. I did. Yeah. I know I did. I absolutely know I did. Um, now, the biggest problem I have with him, I'm in a wheelchair he considers the space under my wheelchair his safe space, mm -hmm. which is fine, except that when I have new dogs come in the house, because I am the intake director, he attacks the other dogs. He'll, he'll dart out from underneath my wheelchair and, you know, go after him, and then goes right back in under my wheelchair as a, like a lightning attack. So the other dogs are now afraid of him, and he's just, it's getting to be almost untenable to, to deal with. Um, how do I deal with this? Well, bottom line is there's absolutely no hope, and I think your dog's going to have to rehome the owner. <laughs> Now, let me, let me talk about this because this is, this is serious stuff, okay? You're in a wheelchair. Now, how, how, if I can ask you, or you don't have to answer, but how bad no, are your mobility issues? I can get up and walk some. Okay. But I'm a, I'm a terrific fall risk, yeah. so that's why so, I end up using a here's wheelchair. The thing. Here's the thing, and you've got some tough decisions to make because this is what I want to <laughs> mention. Every one of those other dogs that you're taking in, you're putting them at risk for starting to develop some aggressive behavior, okay? Because that's what they're experiencing. And you need to ask yourself a question. You know, does this pug, I know you said, hey, you had to take it, but does this pug need to be somewhere else so you right. can continue to do what you're doing? Or do you need to stop doing what you're doing and focus on the pug? Because, see, sometimes we got to have, you know, realistic expectations about dogs and, and their limitations. How old is the pug? He's two and a half. Okay, so he's young. Um, this, because here's the thing. What you need to do with this pug is going to take a minimum of six months. 
Okay. So what are you going to do in the meantime? Are you going to keep the pug separated at all times from these dogs? Because again, they're going to start developing problems with other dogs because of what they're experiencing. Okay. And if you've got that many dogs in your home, it's going to be really hard to manage. I'm guessing if, you know, you're not 100% mobile, that makes it even more difficult. I'm guessing that your ability to intervene quickly. And, you know, that's hard for people that don't have mobility issues because dogs are quick. They're much faster than we are. Um, certainly, you know, I encourage you to listen to the show November 7th. Again, it's not that I don't want to answer your, your questions about aggression and what to do if you choose to keep the pug there. But the thing about it is, like I said, it takes about six months to really do justice with helping a dog with aggression. But November 7th, we're going to have Emma Parsons on the show from 9 to 10 o'clock uh, a.m. She is an aggression expert and the author of Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog. And And then we're going to spend the whole hour going over, you know, everything that, you know, we need to do in order to um, be able to, um, you know, heal an aggressive dog. Um, right now, I'm guessing, do you have your dog on a leash? The pug is the pug leashed at all times? Uh, not in the, no, not in the house. Um, I have done tethering with him yeah. before, um, and it, it works for about a day or two, and then we, you know, go right back. So the only other the only other option I have right now is like you said, A, keep him separated, mm-hmm. um, or B, keep him on a leash at all times. And and when you keep them um, separated, here's the thing. That doesn't mean they're separated and, you know, they're barking and growling at each other, you know, through crates or stuff. You gotta make sure that right. the distance is far enough where they're not being reactive because that's just gonna exacerbate right. things. Okay. Yeah. I pretty much have to put him in a different room, actually. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, no, that's, well, we, I mean, that makes sense. Absolutely. We appreciate the call. We've got to go ahead and head out to a break. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. When we get back, we're going to take more of your calls about your dog and cat behavior problems. Now's the news. CBS News, every 30 minutes, 24-7, 365, exclusively on 1100 KFNX. CBS News Brief. There were a record number of new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. yesterday, more than 83,000 of them. Heather Pierce at the Association of American Medical Colleges is calling for a national testing program. With routine testing, we can find places and find individuals who are infected faster and make sure we isolate them. President Trump voted this morning in Florida. It was a very secure vote, much more secure than when you send in a ballot, I can tell you that. Everything was perfect. The president has been criticizing mail-in ballots as sources of fraud with no evidence. Tonight is Game 4 of the World Series. Here's the call from Fox Sports on last night's victory by the Dodgers. Here's a 2-2. Struck him out, and that is 10 on the night. The L.A. Dodgers now lead the Tampa Bay Rays two games to one in a series that some might say is marred by COVID-19 restrictions. CBS News Brief. I'm Allison Keyes. Arizona News Radio. 
A suspect is dead after getting shot by Casa Grande police. An officer attempted to stop a driver but refused to stop, leading officers on a pursuit, committing numerous traffic violations along the way. He finally stopped, leaving the vehicle and, according to police, pointing a weapon at officers. Three officers fired, hitting the man who died at the scene. The suspect's been identified as 30-year-old Francisco Danny Flores of Arizona City. No officers were hurt, and they're now on administrative leave. Barbara Villa, Arizona News, Radio Phoenix. Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko's past includes bankruptcies and arrest warrant, several aliases and lawsuits for unpaid business bills. Lesko blames the events on an ex-husband she says was a con man and abusive. And presidential candidate Joe Biden has criticized Governor Ducey's response to the pandemic, with Ducey shooting back at Biden through a series of tweets. Mike Salceda, Arizona News Radio. This is meteorologist Jim Rinaldi from the KFNX Weather Center. We'll have time the clouds and sun with a seasonal afternoon today. More in the way of sunshine for Sunday and then unsettled weather ensues as we head into the new work week. KFNX Metro Phoenix forecast for this morning will have a partly cloudy sky. Time to clouds and sun today with a high of 88. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 66. Sunshine and breezy for Sunday with a high of 86. Monday, cloud, sun and scattered showers and thunderstorms cooler with a high of 72. Mostly sunny skies Tuesday. Can't roll out a shower. High again will be 72. This is meteorologist Jim Rinaldi from the KFNX Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 77 degrees. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, I want to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Again, I want to make an announcement because we get so many people calling about dog aggression. Um, we're going to devote the entire hour, the entire show, November 7th. So write that down, November 7th from 9 to 10 a.m., where the whole show is going to be devoted to healing the aggressive dog. I'm going to have Emma Parsons, who is a dog aggression expert and the author of Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog. Again, make note of that. You don't want to miss that. That is November 7th from 9 to 10 a.m. All right. We have Rose and Tucson on the line. Hey, Rose, how are you? Welcome to Pet Talks Hi, today. Hi. Do you have a question for us? Yes. 
I have, they're pretty basic questions, and I'm sure you've answered them many times, but one of them is I have a seven-month-old Chihuahua girl, and I'm trying to potty train her. Mm-hmm. And she was doing pretty good at the beginning because I was pretty persistent and doing what I, I, I've usually done with a dog, and it works. But now that I've gotten older, I guess I've gotten more slack, and she got off track again, and I'm just wondering how to put her back on track. Excellent. Yeah. So how old is she? She's seven months. Seven months. Okay. So she's still a puppy. And did you have any success for a while or, or has she been just consistently having accidents? Actually, I had a little success for a while. Okay. Did you do anything different between then and now? It was the persistence of just, oh. you know, I'm taking you out. And then when it started getting hot and her yeah. little paws yeah. um, were burning sure. on the outside, I just didn't take her mm-hmm. out anymore. Okay. So there's a couple of things. All right. And I want you to write this down or remember it if you don't have pen and paper in front of you. Okay. Last week, last week, I did a podcast and it was specifically on how to potty train your dog. Okay. Um, normally, all of our podcasts are just the radio show that's recorded, and people will go to um, Apple Podcasts or they'll go to Spotify, um, and they'll do a search for Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. And what you'll find is that our last episode is about 45 minutes that specifically deals with potty training, okay? But I'm going to tell you, so I, are you able to check that out? Can you do that? Yes, I can. All right. Make sure you do that. Anybody else that's having a potty training issue, go subscribe to our podcast, Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. You can go to Apple Podcasts. Like I said, you can go to Spotify, pretty much any platform that that has podcasts. You can do a search and you can then subscribe and, and look for our last episode on how to potty train your dog. But the one thing I will tell you, this is the number one rule. You'll hear it in the podcast, and that is... The number one rule for potty training is the dog is on the leash with you in your eyesight at all times. And when that can't happen, your dog is crated. And before you crate your dog, you've taken your dog outside and given your dog the opportunity to relieve itself. The biggest problem with potty training is that we're not there to correct them in the act because they sneak away. We didn't keep our eye on them. And every time they have an accident... Well, that just conditions them that they think it's okay to go to the bathroom in the house, especially, like I said, when there is no correction. Because think about it. Relieving yourself is positive reinforcement. Anybody that's ever been on a long road trip knows this, okay? You've been on a long road trip, you know, it's 78 miles to the next rest stop and you've got like eight cups of coffee in you, okay? And you get there and you get to void, okay? And that feels good. It feels so much better. It's it's the getting rid of something uh, uncomfortable. So there's actually two things for all of you uh, training nerds. We've got negative reinforcement, which is the removal of something unpleasant, which is the urgency to go. And then positive reinforcement, which is the relief. It feels better. Okay. Um, so number one rule, supervisor can find. Um, number two rule, 
always reward your dog within zero to a half a second when it goes outside. Rule number three, keep a journal. Write down what time your dog eats, what time your dog drinks. Write down what time they pee, what time they poop. If you do that for about a week, you're going to collect enough data where you're going to start seeing a pattern, and that's going to help you to be able to get your dog out before accidents so that you can have more successes. Okay, And so if we're watching the dog, supervising or confining, we're going to catch the corrections. If we're keeping a log and we know when the dog is probably going to need to pee or poop after it drinks or eats, after we've collected about a week's worth of data, we can set our smartphones, our watches, whatever, a timer, if you will, to be able to then get the dog outside before it should go or have an accident. Okay. And that alone is going to make a huge difference. And then after that, the biggest thing is cleaning up. Okay. You've got to use a product that's enzyme based. I like either nature's miracle or get serious extractor or S C O E the number 10 X. Um, those are all enzyme based cleaners. And if you don't do that, well, the smell will go away for you, but not for your pet. And they're going to go back to it. Having a black light and going through the house with that black light will allow you to see where there are accidents, where there has been pee, where there has been poop. Well, if it's poop, you usually find it, but pee is the ones that we miss. We can light that back up with the uh, black light, and then we're able to make sure that we're cleaning up all of the different areas. But um, hopefully that helps. Give that a shot. But the biggest thing, go and check out our podcast, okay? Subscribe to Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura um, because the last one I just did was 45 minutes on potty training, okay? Yeah, so next we have Lori and Phoenix on the line. Lori, welcome to Pet Talk Today. How are you? Fine, how are you? Good. Hey, do you have a question for us? Well, just the question just before me had some of the information. She, it has to do part of it is... Uh, a training, potty training type okay. of thing. But Misty is 17 months old. Okay. And she'll come in and she'll go out and she may pee and go out, but she'll come in and go again. And okay. what's really bad is sometimes she's so quick and so fast, mm-hmm. she's a heavenese, mm-hmm. that she jumps up on the bed and she'll even go on a bed. Yeah. So here's the deal. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me tell you what's going on here. Okay. Not all dogs are going to empty their bladder in one squat. Not all dogs are going to empty their bowels in one squat, okay? I had a dog that was a triple dumper. I call it a triple dumper. The dog went out there, squat, have a bowel movement, sniff around, sniff around, sniff around, squat, do another one, sniff around, sniff around, do it another one. Dogs will do that sometimes. Sometimes they'll empty their bladder in one squat or one leg lift. Sometimes they'll empty their bowel with one squat. Sometimes they're going to squat multiple times to empty their bladder or lift their leg multiple times to empty their bladder. And sometimes they're going to squat multiple times to go ahead and empty their bowel. Okay. Now, I always tell people when we're potty training, you need to make note of that. If you've got a dog that you take out and it goes and you bring it back in, it goes again. And you find that that's kind of a pattern. It's kind of consistent. Well, Bottom line is don't let the dog in so quickly, okay, because you've got a dog that's not going to empty, you know, its bladder or empty its bowel. Now, the rest of the potty training, you know, rules are going to, you know, apply. Everything that I talked about in the last call and in addition to that, okay, 
um, getting on uh, our podcast, subscribing, and then looking for um, that you know particular uh, episode where we we did that on potty training. Okay, um, so just like I was saying on the call, get a leash on your dog, keep your mm-hmm. dog with you. When you can't watch your dog, go ahead and confine, create your dog. All right. And that's one thing I want to just say real quickly is that when we confine our dogs, it needs to be small confinement. Okay. The crate shouldn't be a whole lot bigger than the dog because if it's large or maybe we got an X pen, they'll just go in the corner and go. The whole idea yeah. is to make it uncomfortable for them to go. But here's the kicker. Never put a dog in a crate until you first let them out because you know what? Then we got the problem. Okay. We put them in the crate. Boom. They have an accident, oh, you know, and now we've got, you know, a whole nother issue. Uh, with that. Okay. So she won't go in her crate. She never does good. that. And so that's <laughs> going to be a good training, uh, tool for you. Okay. It's going to be a good tool for you to be able to uh, go ahead and help her. So give that a shot. Okay. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to take more of your calls. We'll be right back after the Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog? Are they driving you crazy? Are you fed up with the fact they just won't listen? Well, that's what this show is all about. We want to help you. Give us a call right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. 
Before we go back to the phones, I just want to announce again, uh, November 7th, write this down, make note of it, because we get so many people that call us and talk to us about dog aggression, problems with aggression in their dogs. November 7th, we're going to devote the entire hour, the entire show just to helping you manage and heal your dog's aggression. I'm going to be interviewing Emma Parsons, dog aggression expert and best-selling author of the book Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog. So make sure that you don't miss our show November 7th. Um, the other announcement I want to make, make sure that if you have not subscribed to our podcast, do a search for Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms. Do a search and subscribe. Uh, We get a lot of calls about potty training. The last podcast I put up there was 45 minutes devoted entirely to how to potty train a dog, how to potty train the most difficult dog that's out there. So check that out. Okay. Well, we have Caroline and Phoenix on the line. Caroline and Phoenix, welcome to Pet Talk today. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Do you have a question for us? Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for your um, information today. Um, I did message earlier because I'm the one with the um, aggressive cockapoo. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done the muzzle training, tried to, but I'm going to do what you say and do it at a longer period. And and I've also tried to do it while I'm on the phone, on the radio listening to you. And he's fine taking the treats out of the muzzle. It's just actually confining him to the muzzle. He's just really scared so i'm just going to take longer yeah take longer and and you know the other thing the other thing is you know even that part of buckling up the muzzle and then immediately Uh unbuckling it and taking it off you can do a partial buckle and reward and and take it off you know like you know just moving the strap might make Uh your dog nervous and so you may just have to touch the strap and reward and do that several times and then move the strap just a little bit and reward many, many times. So take that whole behavior, your behavior, your act of buckling that muzzle. Let's say you broke that down into 20 steps. Might seem silly, right? It's just buckling up a muzzle. But for a dog that's scared of it, Okay. Oh, yeah, I understand because yeah. I'm scared and he can sense it, so we've both got to learn to do right. it Right, right, exactly. So when you're scared, you know what, you need to think of something really funny, okay? Yep. Even if you're scared, one of the things you can do, you can begin to laugh, okay? Mm-hmm. And when you laugh, that sound of laughter will go ahead and erase any sense of trepidation your dog might be feeling from you, mm-hmm. okay? So that's yeah, I'm always saying, oh, you're a good boy, you know, let's have a treat. Yeah, but be careful. Don't Don't say you're a good boy when your dog's nervous. Otherwise, you're going to positively reinforce that. What you want to do when your dog's nervous is have your dog do something else. Heck, just a command, down, sit, and reward your dog for doing that, okay, rather than trying to tell your dog, oh, it's okay, because it's like, I know, we want to nurture our pets. It's human nature, but the Mm -hmm. problem is, is that when we're saying, oh, good dog, good dog, when they're nervous, it's like saying, you know, or if we're saying, oh, it's okay, be calm, be calm, we might as well just be positively reinforcing them, okay? So we got to be a little bit careful with that, all right? Okay, and what do you recommend as... um See, I'm going to give him so many treats to try and get him better. What kind of a healthy treat would you recommend? Well, you know, what I always recommend, because I'm a big believer in, hey, you got to reward your dog a lot, okay? Uh-huh. It's a paycheck. I'm not going to work hard if, if, you know, I'm getting a crappy paycheck, you know, or I'm not getting paid. <laughs> um, so the other thing is, you know, um, 
we, like you said, we want it to be healthy, right? And we want yeah. it to be high value. The higher the value, the better the dog's going to be motivated. You know what I do? I go to uh, one of these uh, stores and, and pick up these big bags of frozen, skinless, boneless chicken breasts. I boil them up. Okay. Okay. After I boil them up, I let them cool down. When mm-hmm. they're cooled down, I put them in the freezer till they're about halfway frozen. I take them back out. I cut them into little tiny squares. I mean little, like about the size of a pea. Two pieces of chicken should fit on the head of a nickel, okay? Food yeah. rewards for training should be small. Why do I cut it when it's frozen? So I get good straight lines and cuts. Otherwise, I'm going to have a bunch of shredded chicken, okay? okay Once I've done that, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and freeze it. I use frozen little pieces of chicken when I'm training. I call them little doggy M&Ms. They just melt in their mouth and they love it. <laughs> and then it's not all messy for us. But that's what I do, okay, because okay. it's healthy. Um, treats can be expensive and, and we do need to use a lot. I mean, if you think about it, let's say I ask you to do 30 repetitions of a particular training exercise, mm-hmm. right? And I've got, you know, three different training exercises. Well, that's 90 treats, right? Yeah, so they need to be small, and sometimes we need to cut back on our dog's food too when we're training. Oh yeah, I've during, done that during, during that time. Okay. Um, okay, and just one more question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm worried because his rabies shot is due mm-hmm. on the license is you know going to be due on the ninth, mm-hmm. and you said register later. Well, I won't get fined for that or anything. Well, you asked me what to do online, okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously, let me let me just say this, okay? Legally, you need to register your dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's not been a case of rabies in Arizona for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, people that fail to register their dogs, when they do register, they're going to pay a little bit more. It's not horrible. It's a little more. Okay. Um, the dog police aren't going to come running after you. Okay. But yeah. um, the only reason I said that, you know, about waiting on your dog shots a little bit is because you are so scared because we talked a little bit before. Yeah, well, I am because the vet said to You're drug him up, and I, you right. know, I did that last night, and I thought he was going to die on me, so I, I really right. don't want to do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so right now, okay. I mean, it's not like your dog's in a, a life-threatening emergency that it needs to go to the vet. Okay. No, but no. because your dog isn't current on its shots, you need to keep your dog in the house. Yep. Okay. But that's going to give you time to be able to work on these issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to hopefully have a better encounter when your dog has to go to the vet. Yes. Okay. Um, and you know, I don't know all the details about no, I know. your I dog, mean, but and the only reason that he's late with his shots is because of this COVID thing. You know, I've been able to get to the vet one mm-hmm. thing and another. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we've still got a good ten days or more. I could still try and coax him with this. Muzzle, as I said, he's halfway there. Yeah, I mean, if you get his muzzle on, and, and here's the thing, I mean, talk to the vet. If you think the medication they gave you really drugged him up too much, well, talk to them about maybe giving him less, okay, mm-hmm. for the, for the mm-hmm. visit. If he's, if it's that bad, you know, right now, because sometimes we just gotta do what we gotta do until the training is intact, until we've done the work, okay? Mm-hmm. We've gotta use muzzles. Maybe we have to use medication because, you know, maybe the dog's just gonna be so out of control at the vet that they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just he's scared. I mean, well, he's a course. really good dog otherwise. I'm it's just sure. fear. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, all aggression's based in fear. Okay, I don't yep. care what it is. If it's territorial aggression, well, they're afraid somebody's encroaching that. If it's food aggression, they're afraid somebody's going to go ahead and take their food. If it's toy aggression, they're afraid they're going to lose their toy. Protectiveness, mm-hmm. whatever it is, okay? No okay, animals go into fight or flight without viewing something as as threatening. 
Okay, well, I appreciate your help. I didn't mean to take up all the show. No, no, that's okay, because you did. You emailed me earlier. You messaged me earlier, and I told you to call. Um, and I think I mes- men- mentioned to you, definitely November 7th. You yeah, I'm make definitely sure, going to do that. And I'm also going to try and look out for the ladies' book in the meantime. Oh, absolutely. That's Click to Calm by Emma okay. Parsons. You can get that on Amazon.com. We're already plugging her, so she's got to be All right, happy. well, thank you very much again for your help. All right, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Folks, again, I just want to make an announcement. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, please go to either um, Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, any of the podcast platforms. Do a search uh, for Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Make sure you subscribe, and that way you're not going to miss anything. Every one of the shows that we do, we record, we put it up as a podcast. And from time to time, I'm going to be doing special exclusive podcasts that um, are going to be just for people that subscribe, like I did one on potty training um, last week. So be sure to check that out. Make sure that you are listening to us November 7th when Emma Parsons, dog aggression expert and best-selling author of Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog, is here. We're going to help you with your aggressive dogs. We are about out of time. I appreciate all of the callers. We will see you next Saturday. Be sure to tune in. Thanks for joining us. Please be safe out there. Go ahead. Wear your masks, okay? If you haven't voted already, please vote. Don't go anywhere. Up next is Daily Dose of Nutrition with Denise Coventry. News. Talk. Sports. The Pulse of Arizona. 1100 KFNX. Phoenix. Phoenix.